Ever since the first tick-tock of time You brought order to a world undefined Welcome to the Genesis West Podcast. Welcome to the Genesis West Podcast. Welcome to the Genesis West Podcast. Our Our teaching team team is made up of men and women who love asking probing questions of each week's scripture portion. To which our community responds with curiosity, courage, and a desire to expand in faith, hope, and love. We follow the Revised Common Lectionary, and we follow the church calendar, because because they they anchor us in something something which can can hold us, no matter what life throws our way. We exist to join God's work of cultivating new beginnings in all of us everywhere cultivating new beginnings in all of us everywhere we exist to join god's work of cultivating new beginnings in all of us everywhere we hope you enjoy this week's teaching we hope you enjoy this week's teaching we hope you enjoy this week's teaching the second scripture today is from matthew chapter 11 verses 25 to 30. at that time jesus said i thank you father lord of heaven and earth because you have hidden these things from the wise and the intelligent and have revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all you who are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. The word of the Lord. I forgot to mention that um, during this season of the church year in ordinary time, um, Will has invited us to create art, people of all ages. So if you haven't noticed... Um, There's art around, and today we have a new piece up here by Rebecca on the easel. Thanks, Rebecca. Um, I'm going to move this back a tiny bit so I don't trip on it. We watch a lot of fail videos at home, but I don't really want to become a fail video. (laughs) Um, And then Cassandra also created some art, but we still have to hang it up. Um, And so that's just an invitation to all of you. Whatever your age, whatever your artistic and creative endeavors are, we would love for you to share it with us. There's more info in the announcements to give you kind of a theme about it all. So years ago, I was lamenting to a colleague about how tired I was. I was so worn out from the demands of ministry. I was honestly kind of crushed by some betrayal in the church. I was frustrated at my own inability to get everything done, but I was still plugging away, determined to be faithful, determined to be useful. And this pastor friend said, maybe the most faithful thing you can do is rest. Maybe Jesus wants you to rest. After all, Jesus stepped away and rested when he needed to. And I didn't have much response to that because at the time, I saw rest as a liability or a weakness. Sure, Jesus needed some downtime, but I was fine. (laughs) Nothing says humility more than thinking that you are tougher than Jesus. But he was right, both my friend and Jesus. Sometimes the most faithful thing you can do is lean into rest to experience Sabbath. Today we're in Matthew's Gospel, and our portion of Scripture contains some of the most well-known verses 
Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus offers rest to the weary, and we know weariness. The last couple of weeks have been full of deep grief for many, myself included. I don't know about you, but I've been feeling kind of increasingly anxious about our air quality and just this like constant sense of like, we can't even go outside and enjoy summer. The decisions made by the Supreme Court have made the world feel less safe, less flourishing for so many of us, which I would argue means that it's less safe for all of us because my neighbor's liberation is tied up in my own liberation. And I'm reminded again the pain of being cast out from a denomination that I, that we, once called home. Friends, I don't doubt for one minute our decision to create spaces of full welcome, to lean into the mystery of divine love, and to stand in solidarity with our queer siblings in Christ. And that comes with a cost. And the cost is different for many of us. But it's a cost nonetheless. So I was grieved when our partner in ministry, Awakened Church, was removed from fellowship with the ECC at the last annual meeting a little over a week ago, joining congregations like us who have had to part ways. And I'm weary for those of us who once again experience the pain of having our identity our personhood defined as an issue. So I want to say again, like I feel like I say every week, but I'm going to keep saying it because I feel like it hasn't been said enough for a real long time, that you are deeply loved and seen by Jesus, seen by the God whose image you bear. It can be a challenge to follow Jesus when we are weary with grief, when we are tired Earlier in this chapter, Jesus speaks words of judgment, filled with deep frustration about the folks that aren't repenting of their unjust and inhospitable ways. And then Jesus, in these verses, offers a balm to those who have been the recipients of such unjust systems. There is rest to be found if you are weary. There is a yoke that is easier than the burden you're carrying. I'll be honest, I've, I've often bristled a bit at the, like, the language of yoke. It evoked a power dynamic between like a farmer and an animal, or it felt kind of dehumanizing or subservient in a way that felt like a barrier. We spent a lot of time in high school talking about if you were unequally yoked <laughs> with a person you were dating. Oof. But as I pondered images of farming yokes, I was struck by the image of a double yoke, because that's most of, the, most of what I saw. It's meant to connect two oxen for the purpose of pulling a shared load. So what if Jesus' inv invitation to us is of a collaborative endeavor with Jesus, where the lightness comes in working alongside Jesus, moving in one direction together? And that feels less of a challenge when I'm weary. It's like riding a tandem bicycle, right? Sometimes maybe you're going to... I haven't ridden a tandem bicycle, but I assume that maybe... <laughs> Maybe sometimes, if you're feeling weary, maybe you don't have to pedal quite as hard. You can, re you can rely on your 
companion. Because there's someone else there to shoulder the burden with me, to journey together, to weather the bumps ahead side by side. Because we know that Jesus isn't offering a life of discipleship that is challenge-free, right? Life isn't magically better as a follower of Jesus. But the yoke that Jesus offers is one of love and forgiveness. And those aren't easy paths to walk. But that burden, so to speak, it's imbued with grace and it's led by a teacher who is gentle and humble in spirit. In ordinary time, this season of the church we're in, we hear again the stories of Jesus' ministry and we learn again what it looks like to be a disciple of Christ. What, What does it look like for us to be intentional followers of Jesus when we're disappointed and disillusioned and desperate for relief? Is there an invitation to us that is something beyond the white knuckling that we do to just make it through? And what does life-giving rest look like when we are weary? I've had kind of a lifelong attempt to answer some of those questions for myself. And what I've settled on is I need to notice what Jesus did and do likewise. So we learn from these examples set forth by Jesus. My fingers are not working today. I continue to lean into the idea that when we fully inhabit the moments of our lives as they arise, when we allow ourselves to weep or to laugh or to show compassion, we are doing what Jesus did. We are apprenticing after Jesus. Over and over again in Scripture, we see Jesus exemplifying compassion, exemplifying accompaniment, accompaniment, which is walking alongside people where they are. We see Jesus feelings, expressing feelings of joy and frustration and sadness. As he dined with people, I imagine Jesus' grace to his host, his laughter after having some wine. As Jesus walked among the people seeking healing, people who lined up for hours or days, I imagine him experiencing that crushing weight of grief over brokenness, over the brokenness and pain around him. And we know that he experienced his own moments of pain and loneliness as well. So to learn from Jesus is to learn what it means to be fully human, to acknowledge pain, to befriend fear, to savor a delicious peach or a conversation with a friend to allow ourselves to find and name joy even when we wonder if it's fleeting. So patterning our lives after Jesus looks like resting when we need it, not when it's earned, but resting when we need it. It's learning from a teacher who lived compassion until his dying breath. This weekend, I had the, this last week, I had the opportunity to drive a few elementary school kids around in my van, and I feel like there's just like this special little joy that comes when you're the chauffeur and the kids are having conversations and you're just kind of like in the presence, right? And the kids were all talking about what teachers they hope they get next year. So I'm just like perked up, listening, wondering what they're chatting about. And there's kids from different schools, and they're talking about which ones they hope they definitely don't get. So I asked my curious mom questions to get a little more info. <laughs> I asked some questions to get info in like a super chill way, like, you know, when you're not trying to kind of suss out what's going on. Yeah. 
Well, it definitely doesn't work when I'm like, so I need to know more about what you're saying about this teacher. So I got a little bit more, but you're right. I know. They're on, they're on to me. They're on to me. Um, there, there's this theme that emerged as I asked some questions. The kids wanted the teachers who led with kindness and compassion. The ones they didn't want were the ones that they had had run-ins with where the child felt embarrassed or shamed or had harsh words said to them. They wanted the teachers who felt fair and who cared about them. And sometimes I feel like that's a little bit like maybe our portrait of God as well. Some of us in this room traded in an angry God who made us feel shame or who had a long list of rules that we were never going to attain. And we hopefully traded in that God for the one we experience in Jesus, a loving God, a compassionate God, a kind God who cares for creation where nothing can separate us from their loving embrace. Jesus says, Come to me all who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest in your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden light as I sat with our text this week I felt a sense that this was a week to kind of intentionally lean into our shared values of conversation and attentiveness the text the text kind of calls for it I feel like and our summer rhythms lead into it so today I'm done with my regular old sermonizing, and I'm going to lead us into a brief time of Lectio Divina, or divine reading together. In it, we quiet our minds. We listen to the same scripture passage and allow space for being close to God. It's not Bible study. It's just a chance to sit and let the words of scripture of these ancient words wash over you. You should have a handout with your liturgy this morning. If, if you need a copy, Rebecca can hand, give you one. If you're a person that likes to write stuff down, she's got some pens too in the back. Some find it helpful to read the text, which is why you have it in front of you. Some of you will be content to just sit and listen, and that is lovely as well. So I'm going to read our text slowly and carefully. I'm going to invite you to notice your breath as you inhale and exhale and to let your mind focus on this one task of conversation with God. And what is God communicating to you through these words? Let them wash over you and enfold you. And as you listen, what one word or phrase is the Holy Spirit impressing upon you? Just one word or phrase. And after the silence, I'll invite anyone who wants to speak aloud their word or phrase to do it. Jesus says, come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest in your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light.
Now I'll read the text again. Again, notice your breath in and out, in and out. And as you listen and reflect in silence, what might God be saying to you through the word or phrase that spoke to your heart? And again, after I read it, after some silence, you're, you'll be in, you're invited to share aloud what your word or phrase means to you. Jesus says, come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And if you'd like to, you can share aloud what, that, what your word or phrase means to you right now. I'll read the text one last time. And in the silence, as you listen to the words, reflect on how God may be calling you to act through the word or phrase or meaning that spoke to your heart. And once again, when I'm finished, I'll invite any who want to share aloud how you sense God is calling you to respond, to speak. Jesus says, come to me. All you, are, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. How do you sense God inviting you to respond? Friends, these things can preach. Woo. <laughs> hmm. Thank you for engaging in this meditative practice together as a community. I'm always so surprised and encouraged by the way the Spirit shows up and by the way that we are each strengthened and encouraged for the journey by the voices of one another. So I wonder if you will pray with me as we close this time together. God, help us in our learning and our unlearning. Hold us fast in your steady presence. Guide us gently into new beginnings and welcome us with your grace and love as we cross thresholds into uncharted waters. Give us opportunities to pause, to rest deeply in your goodness, to bring our full selves and our sadness and our grief and our laughter and our rage and our joy and our desire for justice all to you. 
that we would remember that we are loved by you, creator of all that is. Amen. Endings are a place where life is Thank you for listening to the Genesis West podcast. If, if you, you find, find yourself, yourself nearby, nearby on Sunday, we'd love for you to join us for worship. We meet at Elam Church Center in Robbinsdale, Minnesota. If you, if have, you have any, any questions or would, or would like to connect with us, please visit us at www.genesiscov.org.